Welcome to the More Happiness, Less Suffering podcast. I'm Casey Howe, Senior Meditation and Dharma Teacher for Inside LA. And I'm Dr. Monisha Vasa, Psychiatrist. In our little podcasting studio in Orange County, California, we bring wisdom from the couch and the cushion to your real-life questions and struggles. So grab a cup of tea and join us. We're, We're so glad, glad you're, you're here. here. So welcome back to the More Happiness, Less Suffering podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today we are going to be talking about how to find relief from loneliness, which is something that all of us have struggled with at some point or other. And as always, we're going to start off with a poem. And this is a poem called Us. It's actually from um, my book of poetry called Salve, Words for the Journey. And here we go. Your deepest secrets, your darkest shame, the guilt that grasps you, the dream that holds you, the flaws that break you. This is your human form at its most human. This is what makes you beautiful in my eyes. And this is how you give me permission to be human too. I like that one. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. So this question actually uh, came from one of my patients today um, who was talking about how recently she has been struggling with a real sense of loneliness. Um, she's somebody who really has is used to having a lot of friends in her life and um, company and going out and a pretty active social life and has come to a place where she finds that um, Either she's drifted away from friends that she previously had or life just took them in different directions and really kind of finding herself at a crossroads where for the first time she's really noticing feeling lonely, uh, which is a new feeling for her. And so um, her question for me and for us was, you know, how do you manage feelings of loneliness? You know, how do you, how do you work with that? Um, and so... Um, we're going to explore that today. Yeah, I think it's a, a very good topic. I know in this society, I have seen research and, and whatnot, and it's proving that we are a more lonely society, maybe more more lonely than ever. And And I think that from our very upbringing, there's a... Uh, whether well, let's say that there's not a big emphasis, or let's say there's not uh, a big emphasis on uh, being alone and not feeling lonely. Mm -hmm. So there's like this this um, perceived idea that the only way that we will feel really connected is if we're with others. So I think from a very young age we're not used to being with ourselves in this sense of completeness and you know maybe this is maybe backing up a bit but i feel like it starts fairly young this this sense of being excluded from a group or not getting picked on the team and this and that is that you're an outsider and if you're not part of the the clique uh, you're going to feel this sense of loneliness so we're not really taught to be with ourselves initially uh, in a way that we could be by ourselves, but not feel that sense of loneliness. And I actually think that that's 
exacerbated these days with social media and technology, you know, because we kind of have this dichotomy where we're in some ways constantly connected again from a young age. Um, and yet we're also tied into to the temptation of likes and follows and that sort of lending this false sense of connection. Um, of course, we can all find meaningful connections everywhere, even through social media. But oftentimes, you know, when you're young, it's hard to discern that difference between um, the number of people that you're surrounded by and your sense of belonging and and popularity. Um, and I also think because right now we're raising kids in a way where there's a lot of structured activity and there's a lot of stimulation. The flip side of that is there's not a lot of downtime and not a lot of time alone um, to become comfortable with that. And so, you know, I think it's a, it's a real question of how do we teach kids to, when they're by themselves, start to feel comfortable in that space of solitude um, and for it not to necessarily carry the, the heaviness or the tone that loneliness brings with it. Yeah, if I have noticed one thing as a meditation teacher is people's inability to feel comfortable just being with themselves. And and if you notice that we're running from one thing to another and it very rarely do I hear people say, yeah, I'm just going to hang out voluntarily by myself and in a way that's uplifting mm -hmm. because I know for... Um, fellow introverts <laughs> out there, it's, um, yeah, it's quite nice feeling to just to be by ourselves, but then also to, to be really by ourselves, like not just hanging out by ourselves, but, uh, and, and watching TV or, you know, looking at a screen or something like that, but just, yeah, can I just be, really be just sitting, breathing, <laughs> being, and like, this is it, like, this is actually something that I want to do. I want to be w with myself. Mm -hmm. um, but I think what's really important too is that if we really want to connect and we really want to be with others in a an authentic way, we really need that first. And then, could be, could, then we can go out and make a connection and it's a real connection, not coming from a place of need, mm -hmm. but coming from a place of really enhancement, like I want to enhance my life, I want to enhance somebody else's life, I want to enhance my experience of living, and not from a sense of lack or a sense of need, like I already have that within, mm. and I want to be with you because I like you, mm. I don't need anything from you, mm. and really make more authentic connections in that way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and I think that's the, that's the flip side of the other side of experiencing loneliness is, you know, part of it is about being comfortable being alone. And part of it is the sense of loneliness that we can actually still feel in the company of another person. And I think that part of the loneliness that many of us feel these days is because the nature of our connections often don't feel authentic. They don't necessarily feel meaningful. You know, I think that we're we struggle with portraying sort of the real version of ourselves, you know, speaking what's truly on our hearts and on our minds and then listening in a very real way to those in front of us. And I think it's something about how busy 
we've all gotten or maybe how our attention span has gotten shorter with time that we're there's just not the opportunity for that type of honest real connection and so I think sometimes we could be in the company of another person or in the company of many people but unless we actually feel like we're seeing and hearing the other person and also feeling seen and feeling heard we can still feel lonely so how do we you know how do we practice that as well you know how do we practice actually slowing down and fully being present with another person yeah for sure so what what are what are tips that you give your patients that come in and also i guess my question for you too is that if there are people from different age groups so like like children for example adolescents they will feel a sense of of loneliness uh people young maybe college age there's there's different different types of loneliness i i believe in different stages of our lives uh people the the fathers and mothers of 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 teenage children there might be a, a little different sense of loneliness can you maybe shed some light on some tips that you might give to people at different stages of their life that are suffering from these different types of loneliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think the experience of loneliness and how it feels and also how we cope with it changes at different times. I would say with children, perhaps the most important thing is what we're modeling to them, you know, so we really need to model that comfort with being alone as well as being fully present in our relationships you know that we do have i think if we can model that and of course modeling it directly in our relationship with our children as well you know like when we talk to our kids trying to put down our phone really connecting you know making sure that we really feel sort of in contact with one another instead of sort of surface distracted types of contact um and then i think of course having the dialogue with kids about you know it's okay to be alone at times when we're alone sometimes that's when we learn about ourselves that's when we are at our most creative that's when we might have new thoughts new ideas we can use our imagination and really creating sort of the space and the opportunity for them to experience and practice that um you know as as people get older often with my patients i i often sort of liken it to dating yourself in a way which i know sounds a little bit strange but i would say you know it's okay to go have dinner by yourself or go have coffee by yourself or take your place yourself somewhere new and really just sort of notice what that experience is like um and it might bring up a whole host of emotions and thoughts and bodily sensations but we can simply notice and be with those and as time goes on we start to become more comfortable kind of like building the muscle you know so um i think it takes i think it takes practice but i think the more that we practice the more that we can start to kind of separate out that being by oneself does not have to equate to loneliness you know and also that we can uh also practice the skills of how we're relating to one another so that we don't experience that type of loneliness either 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, makes me think that when we're looking for this type of connection, that there's so many different ways to fulfill that sense of connection. So I believe that service is a way that we feel a sense of connection and it's in a way that's so completely selfless, like this one little act of service. And it might be not even be with somebody you're going to ever see again, but an act of service can really fulfill us and feel like we're part of a, uh, of a community and we're part of a large, uh, a much larger uh, community as sentient beings that all suffer, all need help. And so looking and searching for these other avenues and different ways for connection, because I think at the heart of it, that's what we really want yes. is to feel you know, worthy and appreciated and, and connected and seen, like you mentioned. And and there's, there's so many people that want that. I, I, I often think, wow, how how brutal is it that there's all these people that are lonely, but they're not finding each other. And then, of course, we think of the animals and things like this and shelters and all these people that need help. And, and so there's ways that we could put ourselves um, um, out there in ways that we might not be really thinking of that could really be of, of assistance. So, yeah, lots of different ways to go about it. Yeah, so I thought we would settle into a little meditation practice. So if you're driving, of course, um, you can do this open-eyed and just paying attention to the drive. If you are in a safe environment for meditation, go ahead and, and find your posture. And really this topic for me brings up a lot of the heart and heart opening. And I feel a bit of sadness arising for anyone who feels a sense of loneliness. And I think that we have all felt that. I definitely have that within myself. And so pretty much all of the practice is being comfortable holding the uncomfortable. And so let's just see if we could expand a little bit. And if we notice that love is unending, we could allow that energy of love to just expand and it expands all on its own if we don't put any barriers on it. No boundaries, no conditions. Allowing, opening. And if we can allow the heart to open up far enough, whatever we notice that might seem uncomfortable becomes smaller and smaller and smaller as love grows greater and greater and greater. 
feeling the boundlessness of love, compassion, kindness, generosity, service. And seeing if you could allow that to fill up the gaps. Any part of you that might feel a sense of lack. Of not belonging. Allowing yourself to feel the fullness of love and compassion, the groundedness. making the sincere wish that you can always feel this, that it never leaves you, no matter what the external situation. And extending this wish out to all beings everywhere. May all beings, without exception, may they all be happy and free from suffering. 